Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the podcast where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Tom, Ash, and Dan. Boys, how are we going today? I'm quite good. How about you guys? Yeah. Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you, Tom? I'm, I'm quite good. I'm uh, nursing uh, a slight hangover, which I think I'm alone today. This just seems to be the day for it. Yeah, day we, for we've, it. Had, we've had quite a few uh, hangovers on this show so far, but we, we, are, we have started recording on a Sunday, so I guess that's bound to happen. Mm. Mm. We're going at a rate of one a week at this rate. <laughs> we've got two this week. Good strike rate. Also, I would just like to share with you guys, I've got a new Goose shirt. I think I will cause problems on purpose. That sounds like a very Goose thing to do. Very fitting. Yes, yes, thank you. I I embroidered it myself. I didn't really. I bought it off the internet. He bezeled it himself. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. And I can attest to that because when I used to live with Ash, he would just randomly grab items, things that he did or didn't own, and just move them slightly around the house. I did do that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of pain in the ass, yeah. People would. would be like looking for things for so long and I've moved it just enough for it to be undiscoverable for them because they oh, don't God. know where it is. That's the worst. <laughs> Problem honking as well. Another one of my favourites would be somebody would ask me to pass them something. Say when you're eating dinner with somebody like, pass the salt. I would grab the salt and just move it further away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're an awful person, Ash Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so before I ask you boys what you've been, what you're drinking, what you're drinking here at the pub, uh, I've done a cardinal sin. I brought my wife to the bar, everyone. So on best behaviour, no, no saying any crude jokes, no admitting that I'm, you know, I'm a sly bastard. I'm just a dirty bastard here at the bar, but I've got to be on my best behaviour here with Chantel, my wife here. Chantel, how are you going? It's the first podcast we've ever done together. I know you're a bit nervous. Yep, so. yep. First one. Yep. Sorry, right, we've got an audience of like five people, so no need to be nervous. <laughs> I make no promises on the crude joke department, but I will try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as yeah. as Dan said, we've got an audience of five people, and uh, four of them are asked for. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is the Pakistan Super League. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the one, the one moderator there at like at HQ over there. They're just. Copyrights us because I don't even know what. Maybe it's my beanie. I've worn this every time it's been copyright struck, but this is from a different league. <laughs> Not even the same sport. sport. <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan, Super League, and NHL brothers in arms. Maybe, got, maybe one of their teams has the same logo. I'll, I'll look into that afterwards. Well, but then that's a whole other copyright down. issue. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah, well... Chantel, she helped me put our stories together today. So if they're a failure, just let her have it. Let her let her have it. Just be like, you know what? These stories suck, Chantel. Yep. Well, right. we're, we're usually pretty cutthroat when any of us mm. do bad stories. We are very, very cutthroat. <laughs> no holds yeah. barred. Don't, yeah, don't hold back on my account. <laughs> <laughs> to also, be fair, she did step, step into our world, so... I just want to ask quickly, is my audio okay? Because my microphone setup is less than ideal at the moment. I've got 
the same mic as usual, but it's just laying on the desk sideways because <laughs> I don't have my microphone arm yeah. or anything to prop it up on. You'll be good. Maybe just like a little bit closer so we can hear just a little bit more volume. How, how's this? Oh, God, I got oh, goosebumps there, Ash. That's so much better. It's you can hear you clearly and we don't have to look at you. <laughs> that's why everyone just, that's why everyone just downloads it, it. 10 out of 10 cats. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all working like this. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus. So we're all working with hangovers and Ash is in lockdown. Ash, I want to talk to you about how you're trying to, you know, you're in South Australia now, you're in Adelaide, you're in a quarantine. How's that going for you? That seems like an ordeal. You're sort of covering it on your Facebook or sorry, your Instagram stories with all yeah, your food that you're getting. It's so, actually keep helping keeping me sane doing the, the periodic updates. It's kind of fun. It's one of the only joys I get in this <laughs> fucking room. Um, no, it's, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm not hating it. It's not that bad, but I am only, this is day three. So I've got another 11 days to go. I assume I will be going crazy by the time I get out. But at the moment, it's fine. I'm just watching loads of Taskmaster. Um playing some games with people it's business as usual really i'm just not working <laughs> mm. are you taking um, the opportunity to just like just relax enjoy it or yeah you, you i mean out? i don't really have any other options no. i <laughs> i did do a workout today that nearly killed me but there's a, there's <laughs> nurses in the building so hopefully i'm in the right place for that um yeah it was interesting getting here i had to drive probably about 13 hours on thursday that was not enjoyable. No. <laughs> With a police escort for part of it as well. Yeah. I, so I, I from believe. the border at Yamba, I had a police escort. That was so much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. It was like an armored convoy. It's like they were transporting like prisoners to a maximum security prison. So there was a one police car. There was eight vehicles. There was one police car at the front of the pack and one police car at the back. So that's 10. And then there was a motorbike as well that would like whip up and down the whole line when it needed to. So if somebody like merged into our line, the motorbike would go from the back, say it's at the back, it'll merge into the other lane, speed all the way up and get next to the car and like wave it out of the line and tell it to speed up to get out of our way. And then it would like, if there was a big intersection and we had to turn right, it would pull up on the intersection and stop the traffic going the other way so we could all go in one go. It was it was pretty wild. Hmm. It was was it like um was it the same policeman like the whole way because I'd suck if he had to go the, the whole way. <laughs> no, so there was a handover, and after the handover happened, they lost. There was no police motorbike, so it was much less interesting after that. Yeah, it was about halfway. I think it was in, I don't know the name of the town off the. T- I think it was Blanche Town. Is that right? It's near Adelaide. We'll take uh, your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's we where don't it was. know. I think that's on the on the river somewhere. Yeah. It was like halfway between Yamba and Adelaide. Blanche yeah, Town it is. Sounds about right. <laughs> I thought I thought you Sounds of all right. people would know, but <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Dandy, he doesn't go outside his house either. He's got no idea what's outside those walls. It's just him, his books, and his nuclear fission. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, backyard mutants that we've just learned about. And his, and his right, big underwear. Yet, so let's just keep that on the jam. Any... They're actually one of my news stories, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, it's been a been an eventful week for uh, all of us, actually, this week. Um, I signed, signed the contract for my new job. 
and I was a bridesman yesterday, which is the source of my hangover. Ah, how um, was the wedding? It was quite good. Um, so during we it was at a golf club. Uh, we were getting our photos done, getting our photos done on, on these golf buggies. Um, the bride at one point said, like, "I need to go to the bathroom." So someone gets her on a golf cart and drives off. Photographers just drive off as well. They they don't tell us anything, and we're so the groom and the rest of the bridal party are all kind of just hooning around in golf carts, being like, "Are oh, we still getting photos done?" We ended up. Um, Someone almost flipped a golf buggy. Uh, we strapped someone to the back of one. <laughs> it was Very pretty. Safe. It was a good time. Um, I had to give a little speech as well, which went oh. down all right. So yeah, how how were you at the speech? You're like, uh, Ooh, well, I've, can, can, I've give us a little taste of it. What did what did you say? Yeah, was uh, it nice? Oxford Dictionary defines wedding as the process of removing weeds from one's garden. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you please tell me you said that? No, in the I didn't. Oh. I was I was tempted because I because the bridesmaid you, sure you did didn't their... misspell it as weeding when you died. Because <laughs> <laughs> that because that's a Simpsons joke. Oh, okay. But because I, I was very tempted because we did our the bridesmaid did our speech as a group of three and I was given the job of kicking it off so I was going to be try and start with an ox little Macquarie dictionary but I thought thought I that wouldn't go down too well. <laughs> Oh, you've moved from Oxford to Macquarie. I reckon. I reckon he's already selling his furfies. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> he's planting the seeds. Can <laughs> you trust anything later. I say? I think not. But yes, and you guys back home in Millicent have had a, had a had a week as well. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's been been interesting. Um. How have the you know brief restrictions affected you guys? Yeah, I know not too much. Um, out on the farm doesn't really affect me. I know Chantel running the uh, gym in town. Yeah, affected her a little bit more. It's definitely hit and miss. Like, oh, will I won't be open tomorrow? Um, just a lot of um, you know navigating all the different, um, just yeah, all the rules and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out what's going on and. It, it's especially rough on small businesses and in a small town, yeah. it, I can only imagine it'd be even harder. Mm, yeah. So many people, like you just you have no idea what's going on and, you know, it might not have even happened, but if someone heard a rumour down in Millicent, that's it. Everyone's closed the doors, uh, bought out all the toilet paper, they're not going outside. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe your ass for another week. Just till it's red, just with that much toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> just, just got ash with that one at least. Anyway, didn't like that. Yeah, you you were telling us to be clean with the jokes. <laughs> I didn't say He's you had to be. I, didn't, I said you didn't have to be clean. Oh uh-huh. well, my mistake. <laughs> uh, so no one's drinking anything tonight. No furfies. I've been oh, drank. We're only going to try and crack pump. them. So no, this is homemade watermelon vodka. Oh, interesting. Fancy. Very interesting. Tom did yeah. say just before we got in here that he had made himself a homemade cocktail. It does sound quite good. I don't have anything because it's quite difficult for me to get alcohol at the moment. Can you order room service? It's like, yeah, just a couple well, of four X. Thanks so much. And I could find the sheet, but you get limited the amount you can have a day. And I just like, I can't be bothered. Like, they're probably going to ask me how much I've had. And I'll be like, I haven't had any today, you idiots. Like I can, only have six, I can only have six beers a day, which like oh. I guess that's enough. But like, yeah. if you wanted to get like, if you on it, like your friends are just 
you put something like this, say, and your friends are like, hey, let's get really drunk. I'd be like, I can have six beers. <laughs> so I can see how it would be pretty annoying. Why don't you just start fermenting your own urine and go full Bear grills? <laughs> That's a great idea. Improvise, Ash. adapt, overcome. Overcome. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> well, you could just order six beers a day and just accumulate them. Just like yeah, yeah, I could do that, but then I guess there's the I still have to pay for them as well, and then if I don't end up drinking them, I might just have like 28 beers. Oh, that make you go into bloody isolation. At least they could do a share some beers. Yeah, you'd I, think so. <laughs> I really want Ash to be like day 14. He's like removed all the couch cushions off the couch. He's like <laughs> hollowed them out and turned them into like a suit, and he's just waiting in there for someone to let him out. There's, there's only one couch, and I don't think the cushion is removable. But I'll just cut it off. Who cares? Exactly. I was talking to somebody today about taking the TV off the wall and just saying it's mine when I <laughs> Yeah, actually, before, before we move into the furfies, guys, like, how did you get all your computer and that to your room, Ash? Because you did have to catch a bus. From wherever you dropped your car off to get yeah, there. Yeah, so I had to put the whole thing. The, the bus had a trailer, so everybody could put yeah. their stuff in that. I took like a fair bit in, but I'll. There was an, there was another. I went here with four. There was four of us, five of us in the bus. One of them was a couple. They took like well over double the amount that I took in, mm. and that's including my PC. And I brought my Xbox and my PS5 and my Switch. <laughs> so, like I brought quite a bit. Um, there's a funny story about the stuff that I did bring in it as well is that because I only packed everything the day before I left and because it's everything's in lockdown in Melbourne, it's very difficult to buy stuff and I don't have a suitcase or anything. So I just didn't get one. Um, when I brought my washing in is it was just all in a washing basket. Oh, God. I was like loading into the back of this trailer, just like two loose PC monitors, a washing basket full of clothes. And this guy was just looking at me. I was like, I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have like a reason for this. It's just how it is. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I got uh, it all in, so it's all right. You're like, they're still dirty, but I'll wear them again. <laughs> the, washing, the washing was clean I can tell you that much I was hoping that story was going to go brought all my consoles and my computer forgot socks <laughs> <laughs> no I was very uh, particular about making sure that I brought all of my socks and underwear I put them in a separate bag and I knew like, I wouldn't forget this bag just because I take it everywhere when I go places so I was like that's the one thing I'm definitely going to need well, not maybe socks so much, but just underwear in general. I'm loving it. All right. Let's try and crack hey. some furfies, boys. Let's try and see who can be victorious this week and uh, trick us, you bloody sneaky bastards. Tom, Ash, and Dan, you're all sneaky. And uh, don't be too hard on Chantel. I know you guys didn't know she was rocking up. I, I brought well, up. Did you guys write them together or did you do like one each? Or uh, We pretty much... Well, Shanto actually did most of the work. I'm like, I, I, I had to get some other stuff organized. I'm like, yeah, can you, can you organize me a furphy? And she said, oh, all right. Like, don't worry. I guarantee you, you'll be better than Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I reckon you're going to get us this week. I reckon you're going to throw us for a loop, some a different perspective. A death loop. And if it sucks, it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way he delivered it. It's not in the writing. Mm. Basically, basically, if it fools us, it was Chantel. If we pick it, it was Drew. Yeah, it's a, it's a situation. <laughs> so who wants to go like first? Not me, not us. Who wants to go first? I'm I'm happy to go first. 
All right. Go, Tom. Let's go. Let's, let's get ready for this interesting set of things. Um, righto. The first headline is parent suing after child left traumatized over Halloween display. <laughs> the second headline is student told she doesn't exist following DNA kit result. <laughs> and the third headline is a ninja with a sword assailed a U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in California. Right. <laughs> I'd like more information on all three if I could. Yeah. Why not? Uh, all right. So 32-year-old first-time mum, Erica Saunders, has filed a report with the Washington Police Department noting that a Halloween display on her road has left her daughter traumatised and in need of mental health help from professionals. The display in question has since become a talking point between what is one person's freedom to display decorations to celebrate certain holidays and what is deemed a menace to the public. Pictured, now, it was pretty good, uh, is the scene of the now famous Redwood Close property depicting the famous children's icon Peppa Pig wielding a knife and chasing her brother George. (laughs) (laughs) The owner of the property (laughs) is claiming that this is a display that she has used for a number of years and that cancel culture is getting out of control. When you... Is that out of control when you try to depict uh, a children's TV character trying to murder its sibling? (laughs) <laughs> there's so much of that on youtube as well just like you know peppa pig just like violence and stuff like trying to catch out kids it's actually quite a shit thing to do it's terrifying yeah, really. <laughs> it's making something that's so innocent and just flipping it to a point where it's well i've got i've got kids mm-hmm. it's how how do you let them roam free on the internet like we used to as we were kids you just can't yeah, it's, it's, not as, it's not as uh, innocent as Funny Junk was back in the day. No. I was uh, always yeah, on Newgrounds when I was a kid, so I don't know how innocent <laughs> that was. <laughs> I, I came across Polly the Penis when I was just free roaming <laughs> on the internet, so I don't know. How- <laughs> I mean, I, I was a big fan of Squirrel Says We on Funny Junk. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. And end of the world. Happy <laughs> Tree Friends. Guys- That's very ash. Oh, Happy actually- Tree yeah. Friends was horrible. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, it always could be worse, though. It could be they did it in the My Little Pony style. So let's be happy it wasn't that. Mm. Nope. I, I, the Happy Tree Friends, I really appreciate the episode when the moose, he's, a tree falls on his leg, so he has to cut off his own leg to get out from the tree. But that, I, I actually know the one. I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, he cut off the wrong leg, so he's got to cut off the other one. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it really is. I Happy Tree Friends is always like one scene that stuck with me was like the anteater walks past an anthill and he's like, oh, a bit of a snack and he sticks his tongue in there and the ants nail his tongue oh, yeah, yeah. into the floor and he can't get it back out and they're like cutting it and stuff and there's a scene where like it keeps cutting between the ants and what they're doing to his tongue and then like the anteater like trying to pull its tongue out but it can't get it out. But there's like one of the parts where it cuts back to the ants. One of them is grating his tongue with a cheese grater <laughs> and the other one is squeezing lemon onto it. <laughs> oh. But so, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like yeah, yeah. people just, <laughs> it's, it's different now. It's next level. We used to watch that at school. I think in the, in the computer <laughs> lab, so... <laughs> 
I used to watch that with one of my good friends, Araby McKenzie, back in the day. She used to love it. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, we've derailed this pretty early on. <laughs> I've completely forgotten what the stories are. So. <laughs> uh, next one is student told she doesn't exist after following uh, uh, following DNA kit result. That's awesome. Um, usually when people go to uh, go on a journey to find out about themselves, they don't end up with more questions than before. Well, that's unless you're Lydia Ellen, who was told she didn't exist when she received <laughs> her ancestry DNA results. Lydia, who asked to only be referred to by her first and middle name, asked her mum for medical records ahead of moving to university in Southampton. But after seeing her vac- vaccination certificate, she noticed her MMR jab, usually given at around 18 months old, was dated as having been administered in July 1997. Lydia was born in May 1998, meaning that she couldn't possibly have received her jab a year earlier. I mean, that's just the brief paragraph from up the top, but mm-hmm. that's what I got from that. Um, the so, I don't understand. Why doesn't she... Because it was administered a year early, she was told she doesn't exist? I think that's... She put that information in or she was reading through the stuff that her mum had given her um, and she had already applied for the uh, jab. or no, not the jab, sorry, the DNA test. I just I didn't fully read this story and I just kind of grabbed the first few sections. So I was like, oh, this will work. <laughs> Probably should have read it a bit more. Um, mm. Next uh, story was the ninja with a sword. Or you a should US have Army. written a bit more. Am I right, boys? Yeah, I you were on there, actually. <laughs> But would I have done it that bad? Like I didn't yes, even. Yes, yes, you would have. <laughs> Fair enough. I know Tom can write it pretty well. So. <laughs> the triple bluff. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems unlikely, but it did ha- indeed happen. A man wearing a full ninja garb attacked members of the U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in the middle of the night in the California desert, setting off a scramble for safety and resulting in at least two injuries. According to police and other records, the incident occurred a little after 1am on September 18th when authorities in Ridgecrest, California, got word of a sword-wielding man dressed as a ninja on the loose at Inyo Kern Airport in Kern Country, north of Los Angeles. Kern County Sheriff's deputies found the suspect had assaulted a victim at the scene with a sword and thrown a rock through a hangar window, hitting an individual victim in the head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that's all I had written down for that one as well. Was he using shadow clone jutsu? Well, I mean, to hit someone through a window with a rock, not knowing what was on the other side—that's pretty good. All right, I don't know about you guys, but I'm straight away going to go with story number three, simply for the fact that the article started with the phrase "It seems unlikely, but it did happen." <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it probably did happen, and it is true, but that just has really thrown me. <laughs> Red flags. Like, surely not, but. The, my, my whole section this week has just been red flags. Yeah, I mean, there, there are little moments in each story that have made me just go, ooh, that's a, that's a bit far-fetched. Just put the red flags in one story, Tom. Make it a bit easy for <laughs> make us. Make it Jesus. obvious, please. I really should. Yeah. I really should. Uh, what are you mm, thinking, um, Chantel, for the stories? I don't know about one and three, but I actually did read number two, so. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, I was looking so for what my you're own saying is it was actually written that poorly by the author. 
Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Tom if I'm actually to published out like that, that story on the internet so <laughs> yes. that we would think it was real. Exactly. <laughs> now that is some next level shit. Start up our own website. <laughs> yeah. All right. Extreme oh. planning. I'm going to I'm going to lock in number one. Number one, the parents suing the Halloween display. The the pepper pig that has been mm. attacking its brother. I'm going to say number one as well. Ching, okay. Ching, Seems pretty ching, inspired. Ching. Are you two doing yours as a team or are you going to pick a different one, Drew? Should we do? Should we be a team or should we be individual for our picking? Well, I don't know. Did you make up your own furphy? Whee. 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 That's Whee. Sounds like you guys have to be a team then. Yeah. She, she can right. come back anytime. <laughs> Laying down the law. Drew, your job's been taken. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't mind. The pod mother. <laughs> oh, mother pod. Mother pod, mother pod. Oh, pod mother. Oh, pod mother. I have no idea if that's a reference to something. To me, it sounds like you're having a crisis. <laughs> uh, it is. I don't know. It is a bit of a crisis. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so one, they're both one number three. one. I'm number three. Well, I can tell you that story number one is in fact a furphy. Well done. I was going to go number three. So anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> Chantel's over. Thank you. <laughs> well, right. I'm happy to jump up next. Well done. Well done, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, you got me. You got me. Good. Hook, line, and sinker. That was just because they were all rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Story number one. Woman finds out that son's bride is her long-lost daughter on their wedding day. Son's bride is long-lost daughter. What the fuck? So they're yeah, siblings. That's weird. This is in the southern states, yeah? That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> this that, is straight out of Alabama. Together, but... Pro- probably like the, the bride and... Groom are like, yeah, we, we knew. It's all good. <laughs> that just makes it that more saucy. It <laughs> yeah. It's legal down here. Added it's fine. Bonus. Kentucky man marries sister. <laughs> Kentucky man fries chicken. <laughs> uh, story number two. Groom goes missing. Bride marries wedding guest instead. Oh. I mean, everybody wins. Did that happen at <laughs> the wedding you went to? Yesterday, yeah, they, do you have a wife all now? Actually, happened. These are all just personal anecdotes from yesterday. <laughs> Dan's actually married now, guys. Congratulations, not, not Dan. They, they Congratulations. The wedding term weeding. <laughs> <laughs> and story number three: robots married in beautiful ceremony in Yokohama, Japan. Hmm. I can believe I can believe the robots one, but who yeah, knows? I definitely can. That seems like something the Japanese would do. You, you can marry your Nintendo DS, so I don't know I why have. robots. <laughs> yeah, well, I would too. It's, be- it's a beautiful system. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing, Drew, stopping mine's- Drew from marrying his DS is the fact he's already married. <laughs> mm. My, mine's really stacked on the kilos <laughs> since we said the vows, though. <laughs> It's really, it's really let those Joy Cons go. <laughs> well, it's gone from a, it's gone from a DS Lite to a, just like the big fat DS was came out. <laughs> the original <laughs> Nintendo DS. <laughs> All right. Would you like to hear more? Yes, Dan. Thank you. All right. A woman attending her son's wedding was left in tears after she identified the bride as her long lost daughter. The incident happened in Shuazhou, Jiangsu Province in China on March 31. The mother-in-law noticed a birthmark on her new daughter-in-law's hand that was very similar to the one on her lost daughter's hand. 
After spotting the birthmark, the woman had approached the bride's parents and asked if she had been adopted. However, blah, 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 they went on to reveal that they had found a baby girl by the roadside. Uh, the story doesn't end there. There's more to come. The bride was now concerned about marrying her elder brother. <laughs> Ballad concern. I'd be worried <laughs> if she weren't. However, the mother-in-law <laughs> revealed there would be no objection to their marriage as the groom was also adopted. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Twists right. and turns. <laughs> I didn't know Days of Our Lives had suddenly gone to China. <laughs> <laughs> the mum was actually resurrected after she died a, a few times as well. Yeah, but they um they eventually edited out the Tiananmen Square episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, story number two. In a bizarre incident... The bride got married to a member of the marriage party from the groom's side after the groom disappeared mysteriously from the wedding venue. This the incident happened two days two days ago in the in Kanpur, Uttar Pradesh, India. According to reports, the exchange of garland ceremony had taken place and the families were preparing for the main ceremony when the groom did a runner. Both families began frantically searching for the groom and the bride was distraught. Obviously, after searching for a while, they came to the conclusion that he had had legged it, <laughs> seeing the bride's family <laughs> upset. <laughs> One of the guests from the groom's side suggested that perhaps the ma- marriage should be done with someone else from the groom's side. The bride's family zeroed in on one of the boys and their family, and they agreed. I don't even know if I need to hear story number three. <laughs> I'm definitely going with that one. <laughs> if a reporter has written the phrase, yes, he has legged it. <laughs> in journalism around the Shit world. like that has gotten us before, though, Ash. You know, it has. It really has. Some of these articles, they don't well, give a shit. So. Yeah. And oh, God. Story number three. In a world first, a Japanese tech company, Otsuka Corporation, has held a wedding ceremony between two robots. Otsuka held the ceremony in the idyllic Sankayan Gardens between the Groombot and the BR1D3 on September 4th. The wedding was held to promote Otsuka's pioneering work into robotics, with all participants in the ceremony 100% mechanical from the celebrant to the best man. (laughs) <laughs> the bride and groom were able to recite their own vows written for them by Otsuka's lead robot programmer, Shigeru Abe. Sparks flew when the happy robot couple were invited to share their first kiss. Oh, it's beautiful. Wait, bro, did you bring the adapters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot. Shut up, I've got USB-C. What do they take? <laughs> oh, it's... Lightning Imagine jack. if, like, robots to get high would just upload themselves with, like, buggy code. <laughs> oh, man, they put magnets on their CPU, remember? <laughs> when they want to get super fried. <laughs> All right, I mean... Well, my I initial... have to go. I'm going number two if you're going... I don't, I don't care, I'm going number two. I'm going number two as well. My initial thinking is that number one sounds very plausible because I know that until somewhat recently, China had the one-child policy, and I know that it was actually kind of common for girls to be abandoned yeah. when they were born if it was a if they were born a girl um <gasps> and then number the three just sounds like something that japan would do so i'm going with number two based on the phrase legged it being <laughs> in the article what are you thinking chantel tell i'm thinking number two as well yeah i'm with you guys on that one okay 
Oh, unanimous like he's, he's, number two. Oh, he's it's fucked. not. Has he got it's a sword? Number three. He's, he's number got... three. <laughs> I, yeah. I put the phrase legged it in myself. Oh, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> but number three is the frothy fur for this week. There he was no good. robot marriage in Yokohama. Got us good. Got I bet there was, good. though, Dan. I think you're... There probably, there probably was, but... <laughs> I think there was. It wasn't reported on. Unwittingly <laughs> given us three real stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bastard. All right. Do you guys want to do your team one next, or do you want to go last? Yeah, let's go last. I feel a bit nervous. All right. So All right I'll go next, then. <laughs> All right. Story number one. World Porridge Making Championship, savoury Italian dish with white wine and mushroom wins annual prize. (laughs) Story number two. Essex man attacked with a knife by disgruntled friend over forgetting to put sugar in his tea. Don't blame me. And story number three. Wally the Wandering Walrus sets up home on a motorboat. Wally the Wandering Walrus. You guys can (laughs) which one's real. All okay. right, so I'll give you some details on the stories if you would like. Yes. So I've only put down a little bit for two of them because they didn't need much information. But so the story number one, most of us likely wouldn't stray far from raisins and berries when it comes to sprucing up our porridge, but a savoury dish containing mushrooms and white wine has won this year's World Porridge Making Championship. <laughs> Other ingredients in the oat arancini made by Dutch food blogger Miriam Groot's who's 25, included vegetable stock, lemon zest, and pepper. Arancini are stuffed Italian rice bowls that are coated in breadcrumbs and deep fried. Thank you for explaining what arancini is, article. <laughs> in hers, Miss Groot used pinhead oatmeal instead of rice. All right, story number two. Essex man attacks with a knife by disgruntled friend over forgetting to put sugar in his tea. 26-year-old Essex man, Lewis, I think this last name is Buchanan. It is B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N, was consoling his 29-year-old best friend Curtis Brown in his home after the friend had just discovered his partner had been unfaithful to him for quite some time. It was late in the afternoon when Lewis decided to make them both a cup of tea, but when Brown had his first sip of the aforementioned tea, he discovered that Buchanan had forgotten to add the two teaspoons of sugar. Brown then produced a large kitchen knife he acquired from his kitchen during a fit of rage before he left from his home and attacked Buchanan. When Brown was interviewed by police, he was incredibly remorseful and stated, I don't know why I even took the knife. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with it. I was just so angry. I really wish I had just left it at home. Buchanan received two large lacerations to his right forearm requiring 64 stitches. Fuck. And- <laughs> if he was in the kitchen, why wouldn't he just get the sugar anyway? Because he, had a, he well, had a knife. They weren't in the kitchen by this point. He made the tea in the kitchen and came back out. Well, at least that's what I assume happened <laughs> reading the article. I don't think they were drinking the tea in the kitchen. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. When you're saying he got the knife, no, he took the knife from his own kitchen before he left his own home. Oh, well, right, I was planned. Right, right, right. So it wasn't just like, oh, where's my bloody sugar? He just ran into the kitchen <laughs> and took a... No, he, he, had the ki- he had the knife on him. Okay, well, so... that's okay then. Story Just number like three. Me going to the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, just, just coming from work. It's fine. You should have then attacked the security lady. <laughs> Don't okay. forget my sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Story number three. Wally the Wandering Walrus sets up home on a motorboat. Europe's famous Wandering Walrus has pitched up off the 
Cocork Coast. Dubbed Wally, the Arctic animal has been on a journey of thousands of miles, which stops in the UK, France, and as far south as Spain. He reappeared in Coe Waterford last week, and now the mammal has holed out on a boat belonging to... Oh, God. Clanacalty Distillery in West Court. Adam Collins, a distillery spokesperson, told Sky News the company has agreed to allow Wally to use the boat for as long as needs and not to be moved until a more permanent solution can be found. The boat is ordinarily used for to forage for rock samphire, a botanical used in gin production. The large sea mammal, thought to be around four years old, has reportedly sunk one small boat and damaged several others on his visit to Cork. Alrighty, yeah, but what if what if they didn't? Well, oh, we'll let the walrus. He's already using it. What are you going to do if you say That's one of the best power plays I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just going to park it here and it's mine now. <laughs> I might even sink it. You'll just watch. <laughs> now, Tom did state that he knows that one of these is true, so he's going to guess last. Yeah, I know okay. two of them that are true. Oh, well, there you Ooh. go. Well, oh, you well, go. you've got it then, you bastard. All right. So far, so what I'm thinking at the moment is the walrus, Wally the Wandering Walrus. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> um, I'm so I'm thinking that one sounds real. Why? Why we well? I'm leaning towards the angry Essex man. Sound does sound very plausible, but mm. yeah, it's just so, a, just a hunch in my gut that's telling me number two. I'm leaning towards number two as well. What do you think? As far as the ones go, because like, I think, um, I don't know, the walrus one could be real. I'm believing that one. Ash has got me if that's his furphy. But <laughs> Sanford, I can also um, say, is it's a real, unless he's gone like to my depths of research, Sanford is a real coastal herb. I've used yeah. it in cooking before. Like tiny little pods that will stack up. About that long per thing, maybe even longer. Listen, Tom, you know the answer. Blocks. If you're trying to throw us off here, mate, I will <laughs> fucking end you. Oh, hey, why would I do that? I've, I've got Get nothing it. to win here. Tom will never be invited onto cracking furfies again. <laughs> no, we will out of, out of spite. We'll you're going to keep <laughs> your enemies close, you know? <laughs> uh, you know I'm joking, Tom. I love you. Yeah, um, well, love you too, man. <laughs> just like fuck you, Drew. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, what are you thinking, Chantel? We've got to lock in our answer: number one or number two or three? How are you feeling about all of them? Por- porridge, tea, or walrus? So the porridge, <laughs> I got no idea about the porridge. What a one. selection! I've kind of forgotten about the porridge story. Actually. I'll have the pickled walrus, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. I don't know. I mean, swapping out oats for rice doesn't seem too far fetched. Sounds gross, though. Doesn't yeah. sound very nice. I, I reckon I'd eat that. I reckon it actually is just like a risotto. Yeah, but you would. You would, Dan. It is, it is exactly like a risotto. I kind of want to try it. I can see where she's coming from. <laughs> yeah, t- Tom, Tom, when we're all down in Millicent, you're making that for us. All right. Mm. We've got no problems. Well, when better Ash use some samphire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. And if I don't like it, I'll throw a knife at you. Completely valid. All right, you can make the decision. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to either. I'll let the whole team down. All the tension. Mm. The big call coming up here. Tension round. Yeah, big big (laughs) tension. The tension round. Just um, 
Look you don't that, know man. this, but we've installed fireworks in your house, and if you get this wrong, they will go off. Um, if, if you get this wrong, you actually have to name your son Biff. <laughs> Please, get it wrong. Or Biffany. <laughs> Big Biff. Um, number two. Number two. All right, number, number two. two. All right, well, Tom, do you want to reveal which one of my stories is the furphy? It is. You better not get it anyway, wrong. Anyway, but Essex. It is anyway, but Essex. <laughs> I've done pr- pretty poorly this week, it seems. Everybody got it. Nice. Cool. Well, I didn't let the us only, down, Chantel. Thank God. The only Once. reason I know is because I must have been on the same one or two websites and I, I was about to put them both in as my stories. So like, <laughs> no way. Nah, I'm just, I'm not gonna. I don't know why. You made the right decision. Hmm. All right, definitely would have gotten yours. Hmm. I would have been frantically trying to throw some new real stories together while you were doing yours as well. So I could still do mine. <laughs> I just, I wasn't sure how I was going to fit Peppa Pig in between Arancini's and a walrus. <laughs> Probably as a small pork cutler. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or maybe, maybe a little bit of bacon. Well, I think that's what Peppa was going for. She's making hungry. bacon pancakes. <laughs> Peppa <bacon> Pig. <laughs> right now All we're right. For the, up for the main event. Yes, here we go, boys. The first team efforts in Kraken Furfies. Will it pay off? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it will. (laughs) So, all right. Story number one, UK man attempts party trick and burns down house. Story number two, North Carolina man forgot about a $195,000 lottery ticket. And story number three, man lost at sea for 29 days, says it was a nice break. <laughs> it's just ash, and we can all relate yeah, well, to that. We can three all relate days to that, in, and this is a pretty nice break, so that seems very plausible. Yeah, could you imagine what your home life must be like if it's like you lost at sea? Like, fuck, it's just nice and quiet out here. It's crazy. He probably got. <laughs> he wasn't even lost. He just went out and fucking dropped anchor. <laughs> yeah, he, he, went, he went to the side of a gin distillery in Cork Island. <laughs> made friends with the walrus. He was just really fat and they thought he was an animal. <laughs> Had big teeth. Um, I really hope the party trick is the guy trying to light his farts on fire and it's just like <laughs> set everything off. I really hope that's not the party trick, but I would I, I love some more is. information if we could get some. All right, so we got three dot points for each one. So story number one, the UK man attempts party trick and burns down house. So... Sam Everett attempts to uh, ignite his fart on fire <laughs> with a cigarette lighter at his brother's 21st birthday party. The party trick was performed at their family home in Essex, which set the curtain alight. The parents were holidaying in uh, Sicily, Italy, uh, and, and were devastated to find their home went up, up in flames, causing £50,000 of damage and were not insured. Essex has been busy. Yeah, the we had the double Essex. Essex Furphy this week. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, story number two, North Carolina man forgot about his uh, lottery ticket. So, uh, quote, I don't put lottery tickets... I haven't read any of these stories, by the way, Shane, I've got them, so... Um, <laughs> quote, I don't buy lottery tickets very often. Uh, it just so happened I picked up a good day to buy one. Uh, Gregory Warren took home 130 thousand dollars at the required state and federal withholdings quote i think 
it will go into business mowing lawns. I've got a 14-year-old son and I want to get a business started so he'll have something to do when he graduates from high school. His son must be dumb as fuck. If that's what he's planning to do with his future. Very optimistic, thinking he'll graduate high school. Obviously, he can just start up and become a branch of Jim's mowing. What's he thinking? (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like, you know, he might not know what he wants to do yet. So having a couple of years just working hard, saving up money, mowing lawns, it's not a bad thing. You bloody snobs. All right. I'm, bloody, no, I'm sick of this discrimination around here. Blue lawns actually get paid quite well. So it's pro- it actually is a pretty good. Yeah, pretty my good my job. grandma pays 10 bucks for her like meter by meter lawn to get mowed. <laughs> <laughs> and they go around the whole block doing that. So they'll, they'll make about 100 bucks in an hour, I reckon. Yeah, just they, get, doing they that. do get paid quite well. And it is easy work. Anyway, didn't mean to get so aggressive there. It's all good, boys. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Talk shit about people mowing lawns. You've changed, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like last week I just signed up to be like a, a lawnmower. That's why I'm so, so upset. He's Drew, actually Drew just the face the of Jim's of mowing stream. marketing at the moment. They're changing all of Jim's faces to Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's mowing. Just like, yeah, no one wants me mowing their lawn. And uh, story number three, a man lost at sea for 29 days, says it was a nice break. Uh, two blokes, uh, Lave and Junior, a pair of sailors of the Solomon Islands, set out to travel New Georgia Island, but their GPS system failed and left them lost on the high seas. They managed to survive on oranges that they had aboard the boat, uh, as well as coconuts that floated by on the sea. And they collected rainwater in a canvas sheet to drink uh, eventually they were rescued by a fisher off the coast of new britain in Papua new guinea he added quote we don't know where we were but we d- did not expect to be in another country <coughs> all right they're the dog points we got anyway so they're, they're the three stories um what do we think i'm feeling essex seems quite shifty this week <laughs> no, the, the fact that I was dumb enough to call what was going to happen means it has to be true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the odds of having two furfies just randomly written about Essex on the same night. <laughs> mm. I want to go the, um, the the citrus and coconut uh, naval core. I want to go number three. <laughs> Number three, the men lost at sea for 29 days. Yeah, what are you going semen. for, Dan? I am going to go... Wait, so we've got lost at sea, um, Essex on fire. What was the other one, sorry? Uh, Essex on fire and the man who forgot about his uh, winning lottery ticket. Ah, uh, yes, Jim. Uh, Drew's mowing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with Essex. Essex, I, yeah. I do like how we all just were like, oh, yeah, people forget about their lottery tickets all the time. Like, that's just, that's baseline <laughs> well, normal for us. The only reason I'm not thinking that one is because it says that it was a pretty small win. Yeah. Like well, only, in only comparison. 100%. And I, you don't need, because, like, the lotteries I, in the I US go <laughs> incredibly high, so you don't actually need that many numbers to win that I amount of money, I don't think. <laughs> so it probably is easy to forget about lotto tickets in the US. Hmm. I wouldn't forget um, about that much money, though. That's a that's a nice little investment. But then again, I don't know why the article would mention him talking about starting a mowing business if it's about a forgotten lotto tickets. <laughs> However, I am going to go for number three because I've done this 
all three times with my choices. <laughs> And it stung me both times so far. I just want to believe that no reporter would call it the high seas in this day and age. So I'm going to go with number three based on that. It's going to sting me again, though. The sober seas. <laughs> so we got Ash, Ash number three. Tom, what were you again? Sorry. Yeah, I went, I went the um, number three as well. Number three. And Dan. He went number one. Yeah. Number one. All right, I can confirm the furphy was... Number one. Ooh. Well done. Yeah. Essex is on fire. Essex. <laughs> it's not what a actually. shifty place. What a shifty, shifty place. What are the odds we both happen to write our furfies about Essex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we were just sat there. We were like, oh, what do we do? So it's just like, Chantel's like, what if we do a man who tried to light his fart on fire? I'm like, oh, that'll do. Then Tom's like, oh, well, it's going to be something lighting his fart on fire. I'm like, Ooh, great minds <laughs> think alike here, Tom. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Essex, now we just know in the future, Essex is a red herring. If anybody does something about Essex. <laughs> it's a trigger word. It is. Yeah, so next week we'll be like, we'll actually find articles about Essex. <laughs> just about yeah. Essex. Yeah. Or just look up Essex news. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna or hear that or we'll just have all our furfies just be from Essex next week. <laughs> and the Essex episode. Can we make that? The Essex we just episode. try and find as much Essex-based news as we can. Yeah, we'll do uh, the Essex episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's I good. Like it. That's good. The downside to that is if everyone's googling Essex, everyone reads yeah, we're all the same know shit. All of the articles. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And the internet will think Essex has suddenly become interesting. Though Essex, I think, actually is a pretty wild place. Like, yeah, it's a pretty just, wild a, just a quick Google search for the word Essex. Mm. Dog so starts we- house fire in Essex by turning on microwave. Hell yeah. <laughs> Pigeon rolling. <laughs> like, because Essex. Essex is pretty wild, we could almost do a, if we were going to do that, we could do an episode where two of the articles are fake and one is real. That mm. would make them harder to yeah. get, probably. Yeah. Tomatoes found growing in human sewage in Essex. <laughs> Take a bite out of those. <laughs> well, they probably do eat them in Essex. Essex-based parrot picks car locks. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Essex-based <laughs> parrot. It's a lawless place. <laughs> Imagine coming out just seeing a fucking parrot picking the lock on your car. <laughs> That's okay. the most Essex thing I've ever heard. Then, like the pirate comes, like, "Come on, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> sure, I was off in it. You said you could do this. Really, what a pickpocket! <laughs> one of these little talons is holding a Glock and another one like a lockpick. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, boys, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you guys very much for joining us. And Chantel, thank you for sitting in and helping helping me with the, the stories. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. How, how did you find doing your first podcast, talking into a microphone? Um, I don't know. <laughs> she's not sold on the idea I don't she's think. like you know what this is bullshit i think my cheeks have been red the whole time <laughs> that's all right for most people it's just an audio medium so no one will know well they will now but <laughs> you've just outed yourself here yeah the worst bit about it is like to those you know, five people listening to the very like vivid <laughs> imagination people it's just like 
you just hear red cheeks. You're like, oh, red cheeks. Oh, uh, actually, just on the subject of there's five people listening, I um, have a very brief anecdote to share. I rang my mum last night because she tried to ring me and I missed it. And I was just talking to her on the phone and it, like, it sounded like there was a lot of people in the background. I was like, where are you? Like, why are there so many people in the background? She's like, oh, it's just Pat, who's like her partner. She's listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. What are the odds of that? What a mistake they've made. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he really likes it. He listens to it every week. Oh, really? That's My awesome. Man. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. If you're listening, Pat, you're a legend. Pat, you're a bloody legend. Uh, come and crack a Furfy with us one day. Ah, yeah, we'll have to get him on. He'd be really good at this. He's good at spinning tails. Mm. Yeah. Well, anything else we'd like to touch on before we head on out, oh, yeah. out the bar? Ash, are you still doing your quarantine stream? Uh, yeah. To be decided, yeah. I think I should be able to, but I don't yet because I have my internet situation isn't how it should have been. I'm still waiting on a new SIM card. It was meant to come today because I'm using a 4G stick. Yeah. Yeah, that I plug right. into my computer and like the because the SIM card I have at the moment is prepaid and the rates for prepaid mm. mobile data are just exorbitant. Yeah. It's um, like I put maybe. a bit more on tonight because I was worried that I wouldn't have enough. It was $30 for 12 gigabytes. Mm. It's just insane. And like obviously 40 hours of streaming is going to use quite a bit more than that. Get yeah. a fax and you can bump it up to 5G. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my first dose halfway hey. there. Yeah. So you're only at 2.5G at the moment? <laughs> yeah, so the stick's actually outperforming me. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or you can also just catch it live here on twitch.tv slash Ruby or... Anyway, I can't reach my uh, sound panel, so. You need a, I push my sound panel with a rag on a stick. Here's my rag on a stick, all right? Catch you later, boys. Peace out, old boys. <laughs>